Hey everybody, welcome to BAMCast Extra, episode 105. 105. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chuck. I'm Harlan. And we're back. We've got another 2018 movie as picked by the fans of BAMCast Extra. Mm-hmm. They decided we should watch 2018's Death Wish. Death Wish. Death Wish. Death Wish. <laughs> Starring our favorite, Bruce Willis. Our one-time favorite, Bruce Willis. Yes. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. He was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is an Eli Roth movie. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's not a Christmas movie. No. <laughs> just throw that out there just in case you were wondering yeah. it is not yeah. uh yeah this is a remake of the 1974 charles bronson film uh bruce willis is playing the charles bronson role yeah so uh before we get too in depth on it you said it got postponed multiple times like i want to say at least twice like how long i'm just curious because like it now makes me question like you know, Eli Roth had two movies come out in 2018, so I'm wondering how long this has sat I, I know they finished filming it, like, in 2016. It was okay. supposed to come out a couple times in 2017. Oh, okay, okay. And then, so you know... A, a long time it sat on the yeah. shelf. Okay. And then finally they just were like, get get that the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. The, um, a divisive movie to some. Um, sure. Just because in our current climate, there was never really a good time to release it because mass shootings all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we can cover the plot real fast, and then I, I guess we can go into our thoughts on the uh, mm-hmm. controversial nature sure. of it. Sure, because I, I, I don't know. I ha- I have opinions, and then they change, and then I have other opinions. And I understand so, yeah. how that how that works. Okay, um, so yeah, so you know, this is a uh, he's a doctor, mm-hmm. um, a Chicago uh, trauma surgeon. Yes, and his wife is Elizabeth Shue. Mm-hmm. And his brother is Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh-huh. So that's a weird Adventures in Babysitting mini reunion going on in this movie. Correct. Um, they also have a daughter. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the daughter is. She, um, she's a lady. Yep. She, yes. <laughs> she, she's a she's a pretty girl. Uh, I, yeah. I looked. I don't. I because I thought maybe I might recognize her. I, I don't know yeah, what else no. she's been in. She seems like a nice lady. But anyway, not, not much. They're just you know they're a well-to-do family, and um, through a series of criminal circumstances, a group shows up at their home when Bruce Willis is called out to uh, work a shift because someone was sick. Um, yeah. So. I mean, just to set it up a little bit better than that. So, like, well, no, I just, I mean, because it's like, I mean, no, no, I'm not trying to put down your, your recap. I'm saying, like, this is a, this is like a really, like, overly well thought out criminal endeavor in a way. It's a pretty good enterprise. Because, all right, so they're out one time uh, because, you know, it, they're just like, hey, we're we're kind of a rich family doctor. Yeah. Uh, Daughter's about to, like, got accepted to, I guess, NYU or somewhere in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, they're having kind of like a sort of celebratory dinner thing um, with the two parents, her and her uncle, Vincent D'Onofrio, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Kingpin, uh-huh. um, and uh, Uncle Edgar. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> they're getting their car from the valet, and they're like, so we're going to, you know, have Bert, you know, Bruce, Bruce Willis' birthday dinner tomorrow night at, um, that." I'm sorry, it just, it, it was funny to me because i'm pretty sure they said it and i they kept saying la fonda mm-hmm. which is the uh napoleon dynamite that's the name of the girl oh. that uh his brother fight meets on the internet <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> that's all it's just like mm-hmm. I, I know i'm sure it means something but it's just it, it kind of i was like why do i know that name 
the fond. But um, so like the valet overhears it, like goes to get their car, hits the home button, looks at their address and is like, well, they won't be here tomorrow night. Right. We're going to rob the shit out of their place. Yes. Um, except, as you said, Bruce Willis gets called in for emergency mm-hmm. surgery on his birthday. And so they bust in and the mom and daughter are home when they when nobody was supposed to be home. Right. And rather than go like, oh, fuck, they're home. They're like, sure, let's just keep doing this. So it starts off as a well-organized thing. And you would think that somebody, if they have a quote unquote mastermind, would mm-hmm. be like, oh, shit, plans fuck. They're home. Never mind. But they don't because no, they, they, just... they see that they watch them pull up in like their Porsche Cayenne and like, let's fucking do this anyway. Yep. Um. So, yeah, they break in mm-hmm. and thankfully unlike the original death wish it's just a home invasion that turns into a shooting yeah. there there i mean it it gets mildly rapey for a second yeah, and there's then, some mild like hey daughter you're hot but like yeah. even the robbers are like hey dude no yeah did not get off we're much. not here for that yeah we're just tying her up and yeah. you know forcing the mom to open the safe right so they get the safe you know things happen and like they try to fight back and you know let's just say mom gets killed and daughter gets shot and put into a coma mm-hmm um, so Bruce Willis is like talks to the cops and all that things. And they're like, well, we have lots of cases. Yeah. We're going to do our best. You know, it's Chicago. What are you going to do? Yeah. Forget it. Jake, it's Chicago. Yep. No. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Vincent D'Onofrio is more upset about this than, I mean, Bruce Willis is obviously shattered because mm-hmm. this is his direct family. And D'Onofrio right. is just, he's there to be like, I'm furious. Like, right. God damn it. I, you know, and it was at that moment that I was like, I, man, I wish the roles were reversed here because I would watch D'Onofrio murder the shit out of everyone in this movie. Bruce Willis should be the the ne'er-to-well, the shitty brother who needs money all the time and just like, I don't know about that guy. Right. So I, I just want to put that out there. I wish the roles were reversed, but yeah, I mean, I asked when this was over because, you know, this didn't do particularly well at the box office if they were going to make increasingly ludicrous sequels. The way the movie ends, and I mean, we're skipping way ahead. I'm just going to say they leave it open that I I totally would watch Vincent D'Onofrio continues his brother's work yes. movie. Because, <laughs> yes. like, it feels like it could happen. Mm-hmm. Sort of. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll go ahead. So, like, he shattered the, uh, the, the police are like, look, we have a lot of cases, but, you know, yours is important because most of our cases are just gang on gang violence. Who gives a fuck kind of thing? Yep. Um, but he just kind of becomes increasingly distraught, is like, seeing commercials on TV for guns. Like, he can't sleep, so he's just watching shit at weird hours of the night. Yeah. And then he, like, first he goes to, like, think about getting a gun, but then they're like, yeah, we just fill this out, and they can trace the gun back, you know, standard things. Like, yes, you know, every gun has a unique signature. Mm-hmm. We could trace the bullets back to it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, he doesn't so, care for that. So he's just like, uh, I got to think about it, bye. Then he's back at work. You know, like, he's still just, like, going to therapy and not, you know, working, and I guess, like, eventually it just... That's the one thing this movie doesn't do particularly well is establish... Passage of time. Passage of time from the from the moment of the incident to yeah. like when he like is like fuck it the cops aren't going to do anything right because the way the movie it's like I, I took it as like it was at least three or four weeks that he was just sitting around like I can't work I can't sleep daughter's in a coma mm-hmm. and then just to like he goes back to work you know all the while thinking about getting a gun and some gang member is shot and drops his gun and no one sees it and he basically gets a you know untraceable gun yes at least to him yep. 
So he's like, cool, I have a gun. Let me go start to practice. <laughs> right. So, Which, man, the first thing, he's found some sort of abandoned something that he goes to. It that looks has a, like a container, like a like a shipping container. Yeah, but there's like a detour sign outside of it. And he goes in and fires a shot. And that thing just ricochets all over the place. And he's just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he just starts watching how-to videos on YouTube, how to clean, how to disassemble and reassemble right. a gun. Um, he, he had a moment before he started going down the gun route where a lady in an alley was getting harassed and right. he was just like, Hey, and then they beat the shit out of him. Right. And it's, it's when he got the shit beat out of him that he's really getting into the gun videos and, right. and all that. Um, so yeah, then he's just like, I got cool. I got a gun. Um, and he just, he goes to like the hospital and rummages through, you know, like discarded clothing from patients, I yes. guess. Yes. And, um, it's just like, Hey, cool. A hoodie. I'm gonna take that. And, uh-huh. um, like just goes, walking around like looking for trouble basically like i mean he's, he's also he, he's his character from unbreakable he's yeah. just like all right time to go out and and fix crimes <laughs> right yeah because i mean he doesn't he has no leads whatsoever at no. this point i mean this is i don't know I, I, so he's like there is a carjacking happening he he intervenes in that you know shots are fired he because he's had a montage and he's learned how to shoot a gun and he's like shooting just the little guy on the detour sign now, where mm-hmm. it's like he was, it, it is a good passage of, it is a good editing passage of time of like, he's shooting six shots and hits the sign once. Yes, it's precisely it, what a montage yeah, is supposed to in, be. <laughs> into the end. It's like, he's like, he's shooting just the little guy and like, he's shot the one corner of it so much. It's actually like fallen off. Right. So he's like, all right, I can shoot now and goes out and, and intervenes in this carjacking, shoots the driver through the windshield. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the process, he like you know the the um, slide basically catches his, his hand. You know, yeah. if you're holding a gun wrong, that's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So he pinches the fuck out of his hand, and um, one guy gets out and like tries to shoot at him, but he's like all fucked up because he was in, just in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Willis basically like does he kneecap him or he shoots to... him in the back? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then that guy rolls over, and then he walks up and shoots yeah. him in the heart, and executes him. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was a lady inside recording all this on her phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so like, oh my god. So this kind of starts the like, this video goes viral. The cops go and you know talk to this lady. Don't put it online. She's like, I put it on online hours ago. I'm already getting mass mad hits. Yeah. Um, cops like terrific. And then you know, <laughs> so like, it's it's a montage of like every Chicago talk show is basically they like people have dubbed him the Grim Reaper, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just quote unquote debate. It mm-hmm. is it is the movies moral center i guess if you could call it that of just people saying should we celebrate this or should we not and it's a lot of yeah i don't know and it's like well let's ask the callers and then no one there's no actual callers it's it's one dude like so they're they're playing a lot of clips from um shade 45 which Mm -hmm. is on xm yeah um whatever like their morning show um i can't remember what it's called but Mm -hmm. um I love the one hot take the the host has and, and like his co-hosts just fucking shoot him down hard because he's just like, it's a white dude that shot a black guy. And everyone's like, oh, no, that was actually because of the second one. Right. Um, because I'm sorry, he's back at work. This kid comes in, is like eight years old. He's been shot in the leg mm-hmm. and he, you know, he goes to examine him and he's just like, yeah, you know, were you caught in a crossfire or something? And he's like, no, it, it was targeted for me. Like, it's the ice cream man. Ice cream man shot me. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you know, if we don't, if we walk our this route to school, we got to work for him. And um, he said, next time it won't be in the leg. So mm-hmm. he, 
I think he looks at like where his home address is, so he's just like I, I, I you know, gets to the general area. Yeah. And basically goes to visit the ice cream man mm-hmm. and, and it's just this shithead drug dealer with an ice cream <laughs> cart sitting outside of of his shitty house. Yep. Just sitting back and Bruce Willis basically just walks up, and he's like, You the ice cream man? And he's like, Yeah, who the fuck are you? And he just goes, Your last customer <laughs> just fucking unloads on this dude. Uh, lights him up. Yeah. To which everyone runs away and then they all come back to steal the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> So he's now murdered this guy like a targeted hit. Basically, he's like, you know, you you fucked with a little kid. I'm going to go murder you. And he does. And this is where the shade 45 is like, it's like, it's a white because everyone like they don't know what he looks like or anything. There's just like white guy, white guy in a hoodie. And And at first it's like starts off mid 30s. And it's like, yeah, Bruce Willis wishes he was still in his mid 30s. Well, that was the first news (laughs) report. And Bruce Willis actually laughs at it when (laughs) he sees it. But and then that's when they're debating. He's like, it's a white guy shot a black guy. And everyone else is like. He's a fucking drug dealer who shot a kid and <laughs> yeah. other shit. It's like, fuck that guy. The guy's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for that hot take. Well, let's ask the callers. <laughs> yeah. Anyone yeah. want to back up my shitty hot take? No. Yeah. No. No. All right. Yeah. I mean, this isn't racially motivated. No, it's not. It's like he was a fucking killed asshole. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but anyway, like I just like that. That like that guy tries to drop a hot take, and everyone else on the show is just like, nah, no, <laughs> like not following you down that that road. Killed the ice cream man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Like literally, we all know who the ice cream man is. Like mm-hmm. somebody should have done something years ago. But, yeah. Um. Anyway, so Th- those are his two random crimes. Right. Those those are his therapy because yeah. like. He goes back to his therapist and she's just like, well, you look better. And he's like, yeah, and exercise and doing stuff, you know, feel great. She's like, well, all right, see ya. Yeah. And I think that's where we get another montage because they're like, how you been working out? And that's like, so I said, I'm going to wait till the end. But like, this is where this is where a couple things start to sort of turn in the movie, Mm -hmm. because when he says like, yeah, I'm getting my exercise. I believe this is where we get the back and black gun montage. No, that was that was when he was learning how to to clean it. Was it? Okay. That, that was basically at, right after he fired the shot that ricocheted all over the place and he's watching the videos. Okay, okay. That was the back. Of, that was super early. Yeah. I, and I, right there, I was like, oh, man, what yeah, are we doing here? Yeah, gun porn. Um, yeah, because it was also right before that that he was super shitty to this homeless guy because mm-hmm. he was on the he's he's on the phone talking to somebody. and you know, He's talking of, to the cop. Yeah, yeah. And the windshield wiper guy comes up and is like, hey, squeegee your car, sir. And he's just like, fuck off. And the cop's like, yeah, run him over. Fuck that guy. You know, it's just like, whoa, movie, hold the fuck on. Yeah. Yeah. Later, he does go back to that same guy and give him some money. But I mean, just like there's this there's a series of events where you're just like, man, fuck all this. I don't know what the hell you're doing, movie. But yeah, I mean, also making the fact that like the valet dude i mean there was a lot of like there was a lot of red flags early on because like the valet dude was latino so it was like it, it kind of had said that vibe of like i mean a it's set in chicago mm-hmm. and we all know that we you know everyone's been blowing i mean i'm not saying there's not violence in chicago everyone's been blowing the violence of chicago out of proportion proportionately to every other city in the united states right we have gun violence everywhere it's just everyone's like chicago mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. Early on, there's a lot of red flags of like, all right, what the fuck? Like, well, and he has a moment too where he's driving around looking at minorities, just mm-hmm. like I see the guys who broke into the house everywhere, and it's just like, ah, yeah, I, I know, I know. There, there's there's a lot of wavering things. What I was going to get at, and I thought it was during the back and black montage, but maybe not. I think mm-hmm. it was like when he said, "I've been getting exercise," where you're like you're watching him get better at guns and watch gun cleaning and and Glock disassembly videos and all these different things, mm-hmm. but it's like split screen. With him at his job, like digging shells out of people, yeah. like graphic, you know, realistic looking mm-hmm. surgery things. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a weird thing going on in this movie for a while where it's balancing, where it's like gun violence sucks. Gun violence is terrible. Look at the shitty things guns do. But also, like, on this other side, like, what if, uh, you know, a good guy has a gun kind of bullshit. Yeah. So it's like 
there, there's a lot of weird dancing on the razor's edge that this movie does for a while. Well, and okay, so I, I'll just get this opinion out okay, there. Okay. Um, when when you set up scenarios where bad guys get wrecked, mm-hmm. you know I don't have a problem with it because sure. like the movie does good jobs. Like, man, all these people are pieces of shit. Fuck them. Right, they right. deserve to die. It's a movie. That's how it works. The movie also does what it has to do in that every scenario except for maybe one that Bruce Willis gets involved in. There's no innocent people around anywhere to get hurt. Like there's no incidental gunfire that hits like a pedestrian or anything. There's there's nothing you can point to him and go. Yeah, but if it wasn't for him, that person wouldn't die. The only thing you can point to is that. When they when they start to be these copycat Grim Reapers and one dude just goes out to stop something in an alley and immediately gets shot. And you're like, that dude probably wouldn't be dead if it wasn't for Bruce Willis. But like in every scenario that Bruce Willis is in, there's no, oh, my God, all this gunfire has killed 20 other people around. So it kind of fuels that fantasy of good guy with gun comes in, saves the day. Fuck the cops. That's that's what we need. And that's that could be the thing you point to in this movie. Go. Ah, that's not reality. Right. But it's a fucking movie, and yeah. so the other the other thing, like while we're talking about mild leaps of logic, this is just one that bugged me ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, when the cops go to investigate the crime scene for the ice cream man, mm-hmm. like they look over. So oh yeah, so they had a video and they saw they basically saw the the slide accident where he fucked up his hand. Yes, and they're like he's left handed, mm-hmm. you know. And then and like he also st- doesn't know how to fire a gun, right? And also yeah, he's a novice. <laughs> and so there's there's one part where like the chief comes in and is like, who are your suspects? And they're like, well, you know, it's like it's somebody who just recently got a gun because he's not very good at it and also he's left handed he's like great you have about a million suspects good job get the fuck to work <laughs> get out there and detect yeah. detectives but um like they, they look over and like kids are recreating the ice cream man getting shot and the kid is specifically like making the the finger guns with his left hand and yeah. they're like it's the same guy and it's like okay That's the worst wait, link ever <laughs> hold up like do you really think like like little six-year-old kids were paying attention to what hand the guy was using when he shot this dude, like, no. and then, then the cops are like, wait, you know, like that's to me, like amongst everything in this entire movie, that is the biggest leap of logic. You yeah. Know, I mean, they're they're. they're I mean, they already had the information, white guy in a hoodie. They should sure. have just been like, well, OK, this fits. Yeah. But right. th- then they saw the little kids recreating it and using yeah. his left hand. And they're like, that's our guy. Now, when I say that's that's a leap of logic, that's a leap of logic, like on the the through line A to B, like, you know, cops need to figure out who the guy is kind of thing. Mm hmm. There's plenty of other like it's better to be lucky than good moments in this movie because oh. speaking of lucky to be good. So <laughs> as we've said, he's just gone out and done random acts of, of vigilantism mm-hmm. to these other people. But then he gets a gunshot victim in his hospital and he goes to treat him and the dude's like already flatlining. He's about to like, you know, crash cart him and everything. Mm-hmm. And he looks over and it, it's the valet dude because he, yeah. he had an MJ tattoo and, you know, because Bruce Willis seems mildly obsessed with basketball ever so slightly. Michael Jordan? He, yeah, because he's in Chicago. And he's like, oh, you big I mean, Michael Jordan Chicago? Fan. He's like, no, my name's like Miguel, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jimenez or something, whatever. I don't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> I'm just picking a J I understand. Um, <laughs> um, but like, so like he tries to make conversation with that. And also he made, you know, the, the kid that got shot in the leg was like, had a uh, Cavaliers thing. So he was like doing a Jordan versus LeBron speech with him to mm-hmm. ingratiate yourself with him. Yep. Anyway, so like he's like, Immediately, like, dun, dun, dun. And the fucking dude is wearing his watch that he stole, his birthday present watch. Yeah. So, his watch. <laughs> so he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, here's the MJ guy. He's wearing his fucking watch. He immediately knows he was involved in this. Mm-hmm. So he swipes his phone. Um, 
he can't, of course he can't unlock it so he goes back and uses the because the guy dies you yeah. know he basically like doesn't resuscitate him you no know. he just comes in and kind of looks at he's him like, and just like well oh, let's shock him once clear oh well oh, that's well. too bad anyway get out of here yeah. um and yeah he comes back and uses the dead guy to unlock his uh phone mm-hmm. his fingers yeah um so he's just like i have like i don't know it's not an ebay it's like a craigslist ad for like you know selling a watch or something like that and it's lists some bar yeah so but he, he's also going through his photos and it's just photos of Here's a car I like, and here's a girl draped on a car I like, and here's the screenshot of the his home address that I took. Right. And then Bruce Willis has like this 20-second thought process in his head of like, wait, guy from place, us talking about thing. He took a picture of my address. That's my dashboard. He's in on it. You know, it's just like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've seen the watch and, and a guy, you know, yeah. that you previously interacted with. Because he, he walks up, he's like, I know this guy because mm-hmm. the MJ tattoo. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, yeah, so this gives him the the location of this bar, which right. is actually the fencing operation for right. a bunch of stolen shit. And, and and this is where, like I said, first off, like it's better to be lucky than good because this guy just happened to show up at his hospital yeah. wearing his fucking birthday watch yep. and all that. Then, <laughs> so there there's the fence guy, which I mean, because everyone was wearing masks, there's only one dude besides MJ mm-hmm. that we actually saw their face previous to yeah because there's one dude that gets stabbed in the face and then so he takes his ski mask thing off right um when the, the, the daughter or the mom stole somebody stabbed him in the face and no the daughter stabbed him or slashed him in the face because the mom threw the boiling water in his face right so he's got a cut and a you know burn yeah. marks on him he also got he got so he had like this gun switchblade mm-hmm. it was a switchblade but the handle was a gun yes and that's what she uses to slash his face mm-hmm. but like i swear to god through the whole movie i'm like well, that's got to come up again because that's the most distinctive knife I've ever seen in my life. And it's just like, obviously, that thing is going to come up in some way. Mm-mm, no, no I've never seen it again. <laughs> it's just a gun handled knife. Yeah, it's from Final Fantasy. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a. <laughs> maybe also, like, was Easter it, egg. maybe it was a keychain, so it was also a keyblade, uh-huh, too. Yep. So it was like big, all the all the square things. Big Squeenix fans. Yeah. <laughs> Squeenix. <laughs> Um, like the legend of the squeakings. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, so he gets to this bar and basically like, I don't know if the fence actually was in the robbery or not is what I'm getting at because like, I don't think he was. I don't think think he was. I think think he's he's just just the guy they bring to because like it's, it's, uh, the, the valet, Mm -hmm. the dude later at the car place and then the final guy. Right. So, yeah, I think that was it because I think we only ever saw three dudes in the break. It's just those three. Yeah. So the fence guy, like somehow knows that this is him like he's like he looks over and sees the oh he's got a tag for, like it's tag from the property hospital. of yeah, yeah whatever and the guys come in and said mj works for me i own the restaurant he said you could help me find a gift for my wife yeah and the guy's like yeah that checks out come on in and then he looks over and sees the tag on his hoodie and it's like oh shit mm-hmm. he's that doctor and he just starts texting this guy named fish he's like Hey, you got to get over here right now. That dude from the hospital is here. Right. So he, you know, song and dances his way until Bruce Willis sees him. He's know. reaching. He's like, I check out these watches I got. And he's reaching under the counter for a gun, oh, which right. Bruce Willis can see in a mirror and then just takes a dart and stabs him in the hand with it. And he's like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Basically takes him back and he's like, you know, where's my shit? Yeah. And uh, he's like, I don't know. We don't sort it by house, but it's all here somewhere, which I don't know. It would be great if they did sort it by house. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest criminals ever. Yeah. But uh, he's, he opens up a safe and he's just like, ah, that's these are my things. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Um, yeah, because he finds like his wife's bracelet and then like his, 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 his uh, class ring. Yeah, like Stanford, Stanford or Princeton, or Princeton yeah. class ring or whatever. Um, but that's when Fish has come in. Yeah, and, he sees him on the video camera. Right. So. 
I, he, I, I like that he's like <laughs> basically fish shoots his own fence dude. Yeah. Like his Bruce Willis just dives out of the way. Again, better to be lucky than good. Yep. But then his reaction to shooting his his fence guy is like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like there's a little bit of a gun battle in the in the fence room mm-hmm. and then like it, it spills, spills, out into spills the back out into the bar and then like you know he's just shooting him from like the 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 private room and this other guy's like shooting him from back there until he's like you know click 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 fuck well he sh- he shoots him through the bar mm-hmm. in in the leg um to which he goes down and then yeah he's out of bullets yeah um but then like he goes in to like finish him off or get more information or whatever and the dude clocks him with something i don't remember what it was like he hits him with something cuz he then he reaches like for a second gun and an ankle holster yeah. or whatever no it's Bruce Willis he dropped Bruce Willis dropped his gun in the tussling uh, and he goes for Bruce Willis's gun. Is that because I thought yeah. I thought when he like went went down to like finish him off, he he did something. I don't know because he also yeah. had, he also had a jam somewhere in the middle of the of the gun battle too. But but the most important part of this is that during the tussling, uh, a, a couple of objects on a very high shelf get kind of rustled around mm-hmm. to where a bowling ball is now on the loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how this ends up is that the guy finally gets the drop on Bruce Willis and is about to clock him. And it's at this point that the bowling ball has finished its journey and gravity takes over and it just clocks that dude in the head. And as that happens, there's still a bit of a struggle to which the gun goes back and just basically the guy shoots himself through the chin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep. he's done. <laughs> yeah, Yes. He, he got information about another dude named Joe. Mm-hmm. He's got to go see Joe. Yeah. So, but yeah, this told is, him where it worked. This is like he got the, that from the, did he get it from the fence before the dude came in? No, I think he looked at this dude's phone or something too. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe he got it from, he, he got the some fence. information at yeah. some point leading him to the next guy. But the, the, the dude that like gets bowling balled and then shoots him, <laughs> shoot himself. Like this is the first, like fairly, I mean, there's a good headshot on the, on the dude, the fence guy, yeah. you know, from behind kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little fakey looking, but like this one's like, holy shit. Like this is the first time where it's like, oh yeah, there's, there's the Eli Roth gore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so like this guy's gone, and again the cops show up and like, things oh, yeah, stuff. <laughs> um, well, they did so. They find the class ring. Yeah, the ring just falls out in the middle of the floor yeah. during all this, um, and so they take it to Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. um, and are just basically, hey, we got it. Yeah, well, we first, break. Do, you, do you recognize this guy? And do you recognize us? He's like, that's my class ring. Yeah. He's like, yeah, was that the thing? It's like, well, did the guy tell you anything? Well, not really. No, he's dead. He doesn't have a head. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's well, okay. Too bad. Well, thanks for letting me know, guys. Good thing you're on a trail, though. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so um, he's just like, well, shoo. <laughs> and then, holy shit. Okay, so he loads up a bag. Like, he, he was actually loading up his magical murder bag mm. as the cops were coming in. Right. Because he was already going to go visit Joe, and then they came in, and he was just like... And I like that, like, he manages to actually be somewhat smart enough to hide his left hand. Like, yes. he, he keeps he does it a lot. Desk. And I was so expecting the, the cliche movie thing of, like, at some point, the cops just glance his left hand and, like, oh, it's him. Mm-hmm. Look, you got a thing on your left hand, and... Um, but that never happens, really. Throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Like, he gets away with it until the very end. Right. So, he already was, like I said, he was loading up his magical murder bag and goes to visit Joe, who's, like, working in an auto body shop. hmm And, holy fuck, this is where it's about to get real crazy, because... First off, he comes in, like, closes the roll door behind him, like, just kind of peeks the guy, like, hey, and the guy's like, we're closed, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Get and out, then, you fuck stick. <laughs> and this dude's got, a, like, 
one of the giant like pipe wrenches, like you know, like like a fucking ship. Like, there's no reason to have this for a car. Yeah, this is like, to fix your submarine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like there are no bolts in a car big enough to need a thing like this, but no. it's there. And it's if you're working on semis, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, first he his opening salvo is he grabs that. Well, like the dude is on the little roll, the gurney rolly thing under the car. Uh, there's a word for that. It's yep. escaping me, but gurney rolly thing. Gurney rolly thing. Gurney rolly thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a proper name for that and it's escaping me but yep um but yeah and so he never really comes out he's just uh, like he's just like for clothes get the fuck out of here so he grabs that pipe wrench and his opening salvo is to just bash that dude right in the dick <laughs> and then it's just like you know everything goes black because well that's gonna hurt a lot mm-hmm. um and then he is rigged up he's tied him to the gurney thing on the floor on the floor he has he is propped the car up on like a like a jack as far as up as it will go yeah so it's that it, way up there yeah like it's you know like a huge jack just like you know almost like a 45 degree angle mm-hmm. um and then he is like slapping him like awake and and he's shooting a full of some shit which i guess was a painkiller or something or, or maybe like a nerve and infl- i don't know if it's like it's to deaden things or to like you know set your nerves on fire He's just like, you know, here, yeah. I've, I've shot you full of this shit. And, you it's know, Profifol or Profifol. But I don't know exactly what yeah, it does. They, the they, movie kind of acts like, you know what this is. Yeah. And it's like, I really don't. Yeah, yeah don't. <laughs> um, but he is like, I know exactly where to cut, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Because the dude's like, you're the doctor, aren't you? And he's like, yep. And I know exactly where to cut. And he basically goes for um, the sciatic nerve. Yes. And just opens it up. Mm hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah. This is the most painful active nerve in the body. It's and, pride, fucking with you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know what really, 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 really hurts is uh, caustic materials like brake fluid, and mm. then just pours it in there. And this guy is just like screaming his damn, damn head off because he's like, "Yep, we in medical school we learned that this is pretty much the the greatest amount of pain a human can experience without going into cardiac arrest." Yeah, yeah. And he he talks and like you know eventually is like. What the, the Falco with the knock knocks? I was like, what the hell is the Falco? I was like, I don't know. He was like, what the fuck is the main dude's name? Knox Falco. I don't know. Seems like Knox. A, yes, yeah, seemed like a bad. It guy wasn't name. me. It was Knox. Knox did it. And he's, and he's like, Knox. Like, How huh? do I find Knox? And he's like, you don't. Knox finds, finds you. And then he's like, he's which is like, funny because he does. Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, he's just like, all right, well, you know, I guess we're done with this, and that that shit's about to wear off. So yeah. I guess maybe that means it's not going to hurt as much. And kind yeah. of sort of like unstraps him because like the dude's, you know, got like uh, ratchet straps yeah. to this thing. He unstraps him enough to where he's able to roll over onto his stomach. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking away, he's like, you're not going to kill me. He's like, no, Jack is. <laughs> and so he's got this chain to <laughs> attached to the Jack. He doesn't just yank it. He does like the makes it do the, you know, the, the, the wave. Whip. Yeah. The, and the whip and, crack. Yeah, and that whips the <laughs> that whips the Jack out. This car turns this man into mush mm-hmm. <laughs> like just he becomes <laughs> hamburger meat just mm-hmm. and it's man both of us went like holy shit <laughs> yeah this was the point where we were like oh this movie's gonna go for it <laughs> holy oh shit my God. Yeah. <laughs> so joe don't live here no more it, no yeah. joe don't live <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um, it's yeah. not long after this, the d- Knox just calls Bruce Willis and is like, Hey, you're, you're looking for me, which is like, how? <laughs> oh, he texts him. Yeah, I think he texts right. him. He's like, he's like, if you don't answer this, oh, I'm that, gonna... that's right. He calls and he's like, I don't know who this is. Yeah. You know, new phone or this. <laughs> I no, So I don't think it was his phone. I think, I think he took Joe's phone. Oh, okay. 
And so that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, he did. He took Joe's phone, and right. so of course Knox had that number. Yeah, and he was like, "No, new phone. Who this? I'm mm-hmm. going to decline it." And then he texts. He's like, "If you don't answer, you know, I'm going to tell the cops exactly where you were last night." Yeah. So and of so, course yeah. he answers. He's like, "Meet me at this club. Thirty minutes. Why there? It's like it's it's public. It's public, and there will be no murdering." Yeah. So. He goes to this club and holy shit, gang members hang out at a dope ass robot club. <laughs> yeah, it's like future future wars. <laughs> yeah, like the stripper cage is instead just like cyber robots with guns just posing and doing. It's like the the coolest showbiz pizza place thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and like all the drinks have like neon underneath them, so mm-hmm. it's illuminating the drinks, and everyone is like, it, it's weird. It's like, what is this place? Yeah, but uh, they have a weird like light warp tunnel kind of thing yep. too. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh um, yeah, he so he texts like I'm here, and he's like bath- bathroom. <laughs> yeah, so he goes to meet him in the bathroom. Bathroom is full of dudes. Oh, and everybody's on their phone, like looking at their phone. So he's like, I don't know who he is. Right. So let me just call it. Yep. Because people leave their ringer on, and and are the and you'll be able to hear it in the, a the year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> exactly. You know, especially in a nightclub. Uh huh. Which guess what? Yeah, it rings, and, <laughs> and it's he like, hears oh, it. it's in a stall. Yeah. So this is like his first bad calculation because he's just like, I'll just fire some slugs into this stall and i was like oh no dude you blew it um but i figured there was gonna be someone in there who shouldn't have been in there but no the stall's empty it's just his phone propped up on the toilet nice and neat Mm -hmm. um to which at that point the dude comes in and starts shooting at him and 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 again i want to say better to be lucky than good because one of the guys is like oh fuck gunfire goes right in the way and takes a bullet that should have been bruce willis's bullets yeah that that may be the other Mm-hmm. Besides the bowling ball, it's like this guy, bowling ball and this random guy really just fucking saved <laughs> him. Saved Bruce Willis's yeah. life. Bruce Willis should really buy both of those things a beer. <laughs> yeah, except one of them's probably dead. The bowling yeah, ball, they- RIP. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah, the other, we don't know about the fate of the other guy. It's probably, I mean, the bowling ball already had three holes in it, so, That's you know, right. what's, like, another what's another one? What's another one, yeah. <laughs> We're not making fun of gun violence. No, just bowling balls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this, this asshole's taking hostages, you know, human shielding people too so yeah. Bruce Willis just kind of like he shoots the well, he's, a, he's cowering in the stall like yeah. trying not and, and like lots of people are taking random shots because this guy's just firing indiscriminately mm-hmm. so he looks up and like of course the, the, the entire building's transformer is right above this stall yeah. so he's just like I'll shoot that make the place dark and just sneak out mm-hmm. and all this happens so quick and so fast cut that like they they interview a guy which happens to be this be him yeah you know they're like gunshot victim but he saw you know he saw the whole thing, so the cops race over to where he's in the hospital, and he's right. just all smarmy, like, "Yeah, I saw him." And you know, <laughs> so, yeah, he says that the shooter got shot too, or you know, the the that was the my Grim, first Grim Reaper. I was like, I never saw that he it, got hit. Yeah, I never want. I mean, maybe it's just Bruce Willis not able to act, right. but like him getting shot, I had no idea. Yeah. So there's like a there's a brief moment where like they're interviewing this guy, and you know, the cops are like coming for him because like they're putting the pieces together or whatever, yeah. not off screen, you know, yeah. and he's home dealing with the gunshot. It's not like a full gunshot. It's just like a graze on his shoulder. So he's like, got, he stops somewhere and picks up some super glue and then goes home and super glues it and then staples himself and yeah. bites on a cotton ball and, mm-hmm. gr- you know, grits and everything. And Vincent Onofrio comes, has basically come over or he was, he didn't go home. He went somewhere else and did all that. I think because Vincent Onofrio went to his house and basically found his magical murder room, right. his basement, which is just like, I mean, he's just been like... Well, they went to Vincent D'Onofrio, and sure. for some reason, they're like, we know it's you. Yeah, it Show be, us your hands. It couldn't be the doctor. This, yeah. You're streetwise yeah. or something. Yeah. So they're just you're like... You're working class, because yeah. he mentioned something about, like, he borrows money, and then he's like, I got a union job or whatever, so here's your money back. <laughs> but... um, <laughs> Right. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's basically when Bruce Willis blew him off because he's like, dude, like I, I got a job. Let's go, I'm going to take you to lunch and celebrate. And he's like, no, I got things and mm. meetings and stuff. And, like, yeah, well, fuck you. Yeah, here's your money. Yeah. And I think that's when he gets his. Well, after the cops also they interrogate him and like left-handed shooter guy mm-hmm. streetwise and is, you seem very upset about all this. It's probably you. And so, yeah. yeah, he goes and finds Bruce Willis has just basically been living in his basement. Yes. Just hoarding and like throwing shit everywhere. Like and a he's disgusting got, animal. And, and, and he's got like boxes and boxes and boxes of bullets all around. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Yeah. It's like, oh. so Bruce Willis comes home and basically he's like, oh, good. Yeah. Here's your magical murder room. And yeah, it's great. And, you can't uh, keep doing this. He's like, shut up. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Uh, and the cops are there. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, D'Onofrio oh, goes up and is just like, for him. yeah. Um, he's and then, his dinner party. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't stay here forever. And then Bruce Willis gets a call. And I swear to God, I thought this was a ruse because this would have made perfect sense. But they get a call from the hospital like, hey, your kid's awake. And he's mm-hmm. like, kid's awake. Let's go. So they go to the hospital. And I'm like, this had to have been a ruse to get him out of the house. The cops would be right there to get him. And that's not what happens. No, no. His kid's awake. Yeah. And then the cops even catch him going to the elevator. And they're just like, they're they're pretending that they're questioning the daughter and she's like i don't remember anything from the moment i went upstairs to get mom's ipad or whatever right i don't remember any of the violent stuff yeah um and then and they're just like okay bye yeah you're, bruce you're willis is taking her home yeah. and then at the last second right before the elevator door closes the the piece of shit guy yeah. Knox, gets in the elevator and is just asking a bunch of questions and then at the end is just like okay see you dr kersey and bruce willis kind of goes and then but nothing comes from that yeah but uh, except for he immediately like as soon as he takes her home goes back and legitimately buys well, he's like, I'd like to buy a gun, and then it cuts away. He goes back and like legitimately buys. And f- as it firearms. turns out, he bought a lot of guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two. Yeah, there's only two. Okay, two. Yeah. Also, there's a little. There's a Deus Ex. No, I guess this would be Chekhov's table. I <laughs> yeah, also, like, yes, it would be Chekhov's table. Yeah, I was almost say Deus Ex Machina, but not really. No. It's, Deus yeah, Ex, in, Deus Ex Machine. In gun, the but. gun store commercial earlier, the commercial ends with like, and our f- home furniture's on sale. And it's like one of those tables that you kick and a gun pops out of it like a fucking slot machine, mm-hmm. um, like from uh, Black Gun. But um, so, yeah, you're like, he had better bought one of those fucking things. And then like as the as the camera is establishing all is quiet in the house. Well, like down in his, his basement. Yeah. I, like, I was oh, like, there, there it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's that's the coffee table. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, so this is super like we're the finale of this movie is just like all right, let's get this shit over with because it's just like they're having dinner. Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio goes home. Bruce Willis looks out a window and he's like, "Ah, there's people outside." I saw somebody walk by the window. Yeah, Here, get in the crawl space under the get stairs. in the Harry Potter <laughs> crawl space. <laughs> and she's like, "Wait, what?" And she's just like, "Call the police. Just stay there. Whatever you do, don't come out." And so, yeah, all of a sudden, there's there's three dudes, Knox yeah, and two, two other dudes. Two other random cannon fodder, literally, because yeah. they're stalking through the house and like, you know, one dude goes upstairs and he's done the, you know, duffel bag in the in the <laughs> in the bed thing. So they just light that up, which, of mm-hmm. course, the daughter freaks out about. And then he like he's turned the shower on hot. So there's steam coming out of there. So guys like going towards the bathroom and then. You know how we like off-screen kicks and punches? How about off-screen just gun to the... <laughs> literal just gun to the side of the head. Blam! Just... Man. Brains exploded all over the fucking, you know, bedroom, basically. They, they're going to have to burn this house to the ground. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. <laughs> the resale value is gone. <laughs> um, so that happens. Uh-huh. And then another dude is coming upstairs like, hey, I think I just heard my friend get shot. Um, this... And- okay. This is not presented as cool as it fucking is because, like, so this dude is laid out next to the bed with his gun by his side closest to underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. Guy comes in and is like, oh shit, 
my friend is dead. Bruce Willis is also under the bed, but uses that guy's gun to shoot the other guy or shoot at the other guy who comes in. Mm -hmm. So, and he also has a gun. So as he comes out, he's got dead man's gun and his own. Mm -hmm. And that guy then goes out and goes over the railing. Um, and, you know, usually a guy goes over, you know, and you're just like, oh, well, he probably broke his neck. No, this movie wants you to know exactly what happens to this man <laughs> because the camera follows him down until his head meets floor and his head caves in and goes at a direction that head should not go in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to like the, the, the one side of his head is just like flat. It is just like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that, but it's still just like, oh, dear God. So, mm-hmm. so now it's just it's it's Bruce Willis and and Knox. Yeah, he's basically just going down to the basement. He's just you know flips on the lights and yeah. then Knox Knox catch, shoots him in the arm. Shoots him, yeah, shoots shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah. Knocks him into like his couch that he's Knox. been sleeping on. <laughs> um, and then he's just like he start he gets like a few seconds of like this you, is you ever you ever spell or you ever see somebody burning alive. It's like it's gonna be a real joy to watch your daughter burn or something the, like that. There's a scene late in the movie, the Kurt Russell movie breakdown, mm-hmm. where uh, JT Walsh is trying to give an evil speech to Kurt Russell and he's just like you won't get away with this no matter we will find you we will come and like midway through it Kurt Russell just kicks him in the face down a flight of stairs it's the best thing I've ever seen like don't let the evil villain do his dumb spiel just cut him off with violence mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happens here because the guy's just like you ever smelled the flesh of your burning and, daughter and I think the daughter screams so he kind of halfway turns yeah to like you know just you know like I'm, that's her I'm gonna go burn her alive and yeah he just kicks the the coffee table out pops the machine gun that he also somehow legally bought and took home the same day uh-huh. fully automatic by the way yep and just lights this dude up and then gives him, gives him like two to grow on when it's after he's down and just looks over at him like yep, yep there's now officially blood everywhere in this house mm-hmm. and the cops are there and so the main cop guy is just like so you want us to believe that that wound on your left hand and on your shoulder well, goes, that are the, almost healed. Well, he goes like, you want, you want me to believe the wound on your shoulder and the wound on your hand that's almost healed, by the way, both happened tonight. And he's like, and he's just like, that's my story. Yep. <laughs> and then the cop's just like, well, that's good enough for me. Or no, he asked him about the guns. He's, he's like, like, so you've never had a Glock. And he's like, I did have one for a while, but I got rid of it and I'm yeah. not going to use it anymore. He's like, you're not going to use it anymore. And he's like, nope. He's like, he's like, well, so, he's, closed. Oh, well, he's like, you know, you legal obtain this. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you can call whatever rooster farms or whatever the fuck you went. I don't remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> the commercial place. And he's like, ask for Bethany or whatever the fuck her name is. And oh, it was, uh, for, I've already forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Rooster Farms. No, it's but, not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's just like, you know, he's like, uh, he's like, when did you buy these? It's like, as soon as my daughter got home. Yeah. He's like, never again. Yep. He's like, well, you're just a man protecting his house. Skid. Like any other man would yeah, do. We're right? men, huh? Right? <laughs> well, later, chief. Yeah. And then his daughter goes to college in New York, and I guess he moved there with her because he's like, I I'm think he's st- dropping her off. Well, he says I'm like two stops away. I don't think he means airplane stops. I'm pretty sure you can get direct flights from New York to Chicago all day. It is true that he did need to move because his well, house that's was true, full but of blood. I, I, I <laughs> think he, that dripped blood on, <laughs> on Bruce Willis. <laughs> I think he moved to. I think he moved to New York because yeah, he, he said did. something like, "I'm okay. two stops away." That d- that would make sense. Yeah. There's nothing else for him there, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, he sees he has he, no more Chicago hope. <laughs> <laughs> he sees a man steal a bag from a taxi cab, and he just is like, "Hey!" And the guy's like, "What, what the fuck?" And, and he then just, he just finger guns him. Yeah, and then credits yes more back in black yeah so not only is it directed by the Roth, it's also written by joe carnahan who just as somebody that like 
for a while there seemed like he was going to be another cool action guy and mm-hmm. then just sort of dropped off. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's got a weird career path. Yeah. Apparently, it says he's working on the English version of the Raid remake or something oh. like that. So interesting, but That'll unnecessary. Be... Yeah. Hmm. Anywho. Yeah. Let's yeah. uh, let's write this. Okay. Um. Did we get all of our debate things or whatever controversial things out of the way? I'm just saying, like, I feel like this movie for a while, at hmm. least kind of walks the razor's edge as far as like, are we pro-gun? Are we anti-gun? And then by the end, it's just like, fuck yeah, good guy with a gun and shit. Super gun time, yeah. yeah. I, it it doesn't... It never seems to have any effect on Bruce Willis. Like, it is his therapy, it makes him feel better, and then that's it. Like, yeah. it just... There is no, like... There's no consequence for him, and I think that's what people would take offense by, is too, is that... It, it's just a guy and horrific things have happened to his family and he just he gets a gun and he makes it right. And there's just there's no repercussions. I'm not saying there should be necessarily, but it's just like I can look at this and objectively go, OK, this is kind of old white man power fantasy. However, there's some shades of gray in there. Mm-hmm. The thing that would make me hate this is those people latching on to it and just like if they had, like if all of a sudden all these assholes were wearing like Death Wish T-shirts and, you know, shit like that. But like this movie came and went and no one said shit about it. Right. So, yeah, I I, I, could, I could see how a certain ideology could could grab hold of this thing and go, see, this is what we need. But no one did. So it's like, all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I don't know if it would make it better. And I don't I don't know necessarily that they were thinking about this when they were making the movie. But one of the reasons I feel the original Death Wish works better than this one is Charles Bronson is, I don't know what ethnicity he is. <laughs> like, he's he's brown-ish. You know, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what, what he is. Like, and, and I mean, this is just like Bruce Willis is as white dude as you can possibly get. Super duper white You know guy. what I mean? And it's like in this climate where... Yeah, these are all shitheads, and I mean, I know there was hot take guy on the radio <laughs> kind of thing, but you uh-huh. also can't help but go, uh, yeah. you know, and plus, like, the fact that, like, cops are just like, ah, well, don't do it again. Mm-hmm. There's that, you know, there's that whole thing of, like, yeah, that's not how fucking cops work at all. Like, <laughs> You know, I mean, you, you know, Charles Bronson is Lithuanian. Okay. <laughs> so. Huh. Yeah. That's not what I would have picked. No, nope. I mean, I, I honestly never. I, it's be, it's because of the roles that he took. He he played a lot of Native Americans and and well, Mexicans. Yeah, and, I mean, I I I honestly figured he had some sort of Latino and or possibly like Filipino or some something that would get him some Hispanic looking heritage. But no, no. <laughs> I guess it's just it's it must be just the way he kept his hair yes. and do and his mustache and his all that. Do. Well, but yeah, Bruce Willis, I mean, like at this stage of the game, I don't think Bruce Willis ever goes outside. He is almost see-through. That's how white Bruce Willis <laughs> right. is. So, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I get it from that perspective that your lead is, I mean, he wasn't exclusively killing people of color in, in his revenge thing, right. which I guess good. I, I don't know. I'm saying it's a... I don't feel like the movie is racist. I don't feel like the movie is... 100% pro gun. I just feel like there's some there's room in there for nuance and the movie just doesn't do sure. any. And I think that's I mean it's just man That's pretty much I think 100% Eli Roth. The man, yeah. the man is not about nuance. Right. It it's just something happens to this well-to-do family. 
man feels bad, man gets gun, man feels better, the man gets away with it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, and, I mean, I, I and think it is kind of there is that sort of like, yeah, the white guy got away with it at the end because the other white guy was like, yeah, cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think, as long as you promise not to do it again. <laughs> I feel like that it. I feel like that might be the one that that's probably the one takeaway that could rub people the most wrong. Yeah. And I mean, you're welcome to write in if you've seen this and you have opinions. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we'll go on them about length, but I'm still curious. Yeah. I mean, if, if this movie rubbed you the wrong way, because I'm not saying like this movie's great. You, you know, it's you know, I, I'm curious what about it might mm-hmm. rub you the wrong way, because it is I mean, it's a it's a poor thing to make in this day and age. I think it's. It's not, I mean... I don't understand the point of it. I don't understand why. I mean, like, from what I was reading, like, apparently this was written back in, like, 2010 and just Mm kind of sat around for a while. And I don't know how relevant it would have been back then either, but I just feel like now, and obviously that's the problem they ran into trying to release it, is just that every other day, people are just getting massacred somewhere, and it's like, do we really want to put this out? And I, I just, I don't, I don't know who looks at Death Wish and says... Let's do that again. Unless, like I said, I mean, when it comes to some, like, I don't know how I feel about Eli Roth's work overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got to be honest. Like, well, I, this I, is your second surprise Eli Roth it, movie it is. in a row. I, I had no idea prior to starting <laughs> this that, that he had this that done this movie. Yeah. So, like, the credits started. And I was like, holy fuck, this is two in a row. It's weird. <laughs> um, so I, I just I don't know how I feel about him overall. I know I know he's another people people have or another person that people have strong opinions about. I think it's because he came along to the horror genre and a lot of people were like, who the hell are you? Fuck you. Yeah. And there's kind of that kind of backlash, but also he, his movies are all very brash. I'll say that. Yeah. I I think I was just, I think I was just going to say that I I feel some people will judge the movie automatically based on him directing it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know there are people that are very anti Tarantino and it doesn't matter what movie he makes that just be like, ah, fuck that. It's derivative. He sold this, this, you know, thing. Um, so I feel like there's a certain level of like people are going to just not like this movie. However, I personally feel what little bit I do or possibly even remotely care about Eli Roth. I feel like the dude. I feel like there's a reason why he's he's kind of lumped into that Tarantino S camp, which is why I mentioned him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he appeared in Glorious Bastards and they, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're buddies. Yeah, they're buddies esque. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel like. He may have wanted to do this because he wanted to get to the Death Wish three level of weirdness. Maybe I, I feel like you I feel like establish the universe. I, I feel and... like he he wanted this to become a, a new remake franchise and mm-hmm. get to the like because I mean I know just you know the little bits of extreme violence this movie has. I think he wanted to be like all right, this is this and yeah. this is like the kind of serious movie because we're gonna we're gonna sort of pay respect sort of to the original Death Wish. Mm-hmm. I want to get to Death Wish three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just it's it's just strange to me how the and I mean I get it so it's not that strange but it's just the whole genre of the good person in the inner city isn't going to take it anymore kind of thing you know I think back like ghetto blaster and mm-hmm. just like these dumb things of like ah they shut up my they shut up my father's store and now I got to murder this gang of punks I mean like that genre does not exist in any way shape or form and I think that's why this movie it comes along and you're just like. Ah, I don't know, but yeah, because I mean, it, it it follows the like the blindside thing, like oh well, white people need to save <laughs> right. inner city shit. Yeah. It's like no, like, but I will say in the end, I mean, like he does murder more white dudes than than sure. minorities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, end, yeah. 
there are cases. This is just I, I think like a film studies class could talk about this movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think there's a debate to be had about every facet of this movie. My thing about the movie is that it just doesn't commit to anything. And part of the problem is just having Bruce Willis as your lead, because, man, it, aside from a couple of moments, like when he is stapling his shoulder and when he pulls the sheet back and sees Elizabeth Shue is dead. Like, those are two genuine acting moments. Everything else is just kind of like, eh, you know, he's, he's very... <laughs> I feel like that's the sound of Bruce Willis' career for the last 15 years. Yeah, it's just, it's a man that's given up, and I'm like, well, this could be interesting because he's he's kind of a... Because, like, there was that confrontation at the soccer game earlier where Bruce Willis kind of got menaced and he didn't do anything about it. I thought it was going to be interesting of, like, okay, here's an actor playing... Uh, an actor who doesn't give a shit anymore, playing a dude who's kind of just like, eh, whatever... And then he's got to wake up and and take charge, but he's never. It just doesn't seem like his the emotional acting ever shines through. It's just I feel better because gun, and that's the most this movie ever does. And I don't think that's the fault of the movie. I think that's more of a fault of Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help the story the movie is trying to tell. the The movie doesn't help itself by just making it okay. Now he's got a gun. Now he feels better, and there's no repercussions. At the end. <laughs> sure, that's weird, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other controversial statements to no, make? No, no. I mean, I think I'm ready to rate it. I okay. guess. Okay. Um, it, it's it's a weird one. Um, I mean, I definitely think you should see this. Strange, strangely, yeah. yeah. because I mean, so it's definitely getting jocks. I. <sighs> I got to be honest, like, I really didn't want to watch this because I, I genuinely kind of loathe Bruce Willis as of late. I mean, like, when yeah. I, he will make me avoid movies. Yes. I mean, he's just gotten to that level. Luckily, um, he doesn't make real ones anymore. <laughs> right. Well, like, this is, I don't, you know. I mean, I guess there's Glass coming soon, which I yeah. kind of will have to watch, I, I kind of want to see that as well, just to see what the hell they're doing. I mean, I, I mean again, as far as, like, people... It's strange, because, I, whatever. I don't want to talk about M. Night Shyamalan, but okay. I mean, fucking McAvoy and Split makes me want to see mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but so I didn't want to see this. So I'm, I'm. It's strange that like I kind of enjoyed it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's awesome. I think it's like a two jocks movie, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to give it three for the shocking and really well done violence that it has upon occasion. I mean, that's using strict BAMFcast logic. I know a lot of times in extra, we we swing more into closer to actual film ratings a lot of times. Right, but, yeah. But, like, I'm, I've got to give it a, a jocks for the fucking carjack death and the dude that... The random dude that takes the temple off the stairs. That's that's the craziest thing is that... Yeah. One of the two craziest deaths is not even one of the people involved, technically. Yeah, just a guy who came along yeah. for the ride. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm saying he's a good guy. I'm no, just no, saying it's fuck like, that guy. It's just <laughs> like, here's, here's a normal dude or masked dude that I don't even know who he was, yeah. you know? Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean it's it's probably a two jocks movie overall. I'm giving it a bonus one for for shocking, shocking use of violent effects. <laughs> okay, for for strong bloody violence. Boy, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so I, by that logic, I'm I'm giving it two jocks. One jocks because you should see it, and one jocks because of the the four or five kills that are just like oh shit. Um, I I think it's worth a look, and then I think it's worth a debate. Um, it is not. It is not offensive to where you're just like, man, fuck that movie forever. I, oh, sure. I didn't I didn't get that from this. Um, I 
I can see how you could come at it from different angles and find it extremely problematic. I yeah. absolutely do. You um, can easily turn on it with the back and black montage. Just, just I, the, the use of that song at that time is like, ugh. yeah, because it immediately followed him telling that homeless dude to fuck off, and I was just like, what are we doing here? And I didn't, I didn't find that offensive only because that was like, again, I don't know the time frame of this movie. Mm-hmm. It felt like. It was his first, I'm going back out in the world. I'm going to stop living in my basement for a little while. Right. And he was talking to the detective, yeah. like trying to get information. I but, got that. It was just like, this is a really bad time, dude. Like, you know, like. Sure. But also the cop being like, yeah, fuck that guy. Run him over. Who gives a fuck? Sure. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, well, where are we going with this movie? Yeah, but I know. Yeah. so it was that leading into that montage where I was just like, oh, man, this is going to go somewhere gross. It never does. It That's that's the kind of grossest fetish type thing the movie gets really um so i give it credit for not going full tilt nra but also it never it just never seems to have anything to say but it's also a a, you know a hundred minute vigilante movie so there's really not anything to say it's just there are some people who need killing and they get killed (laughs) sure that's kind of it it's just it's a genre of movie that they don't make anymore. And so that's why it seems to stand out so much now. Um, you can go back to the original Death Wish and go, man, oh, man, is this problematic. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's I don't know. I, I think I think they could have dealt with issues better in this. But also it's an Eli Roth movie. So right. why would they be dealing with any issues whatsoever? I mean, here's the crazy thing. And I mean, this is be the weirdest, contro- most controversial statement I'll make All in right. this entire episode. I feel like Eli Roth is calming down and be, becoming more of a normal filmmaker. Yeah. That's the weird thing is like, I feel like he went bombastic on his first however many movies. And now it's like he is slowly, slowly but surely weaning himself into being a mostly normal filmmaker. Yeah. He's kind of Sam Raimi in that regard. And right. that like, you know, you watch the Spider-Man movies and you're like, okay, this has an energy to it. And then all of a sudden there's an evil dead sequence and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I've heard Sam Raimi made this, you know, it's like, right, right. but it's like, it's not all that it's just. Yeah. And so like the moments of violence in this where you're just like, oh man, Eli Roth made this movie. And granted, <laughs> I am not. The, I mean, I've seen, he did hostile, right? Those were him. Um, I, I know I saw the first one. I think maybe he did the second one too. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I bothered with that. Cause I was like enough tor- torture porn. Um, I'm not I'm probably never going to watch green Inferno. So, but that's no, that's I just don't care. It's completely not on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so maybe that's, that's the only thing I want to throw this theory off, but like knock, knock, goes places Mm -hmm. but it's you know it's kind of a somewhat restrained movie in the eli roth sense yeah um and then you know there's this and then house of the clock on the walls is just a mostly a kids movie right exactly (laughs) that just happens to have necromancy and kyle mclaughlin um but yeah (laughs) i don't know Uh (laughs) uh but yeah i don't know i just i feel like maybe he's 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 reining into being a normal filmmaker and getting less tarantino esque I mean, like, I don't, I don't see Tarantino ever just making, like, a fucking Spielberg movie. You know, like, a by the book, by the numbers, you if know. If he makes that Star Trek movie, that's going to be the weirdest goddamn thing. True. I mean, yeah. but also, I'd, I don't think that's ever going to happen probably, either. Probably not. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This feels like we're just going to go off on a tangent. But, I mean, I feel like hyper-stylized directors shouldn't be given tentpole movies. Yeah. Like, unless they're, like, willing to be, like... I'll make this well, and I'm not going to put too much of my, my own spin on it. Like, not that he's a thing. It became a thing afterwards. But, like, 
people hate JJ's take JJ Abrams take on Star Trek with all the lens flares and things. That was right. like, you know, I'm going to put the spin on it and people are like, fuck this shit. But, but I, mean, I I think more of like James Wan doing the Fast and the Furious thing. Yeah. Whereas like, I've got to do my camera swirls and all this stuff. And it's like, no, dude, that this doesn't work for this. Yeah. It just that that just feels like the wrong director making the wrong thing. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. Eli Roth's probably the closest thing would be. Clock, clock in the wall house with really clock in the wall. That's such a fucking stupid title. I have it to is, say. It's a dumb title. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that that's clock with a house in its. <laughs> but you know that's, that's probably the closest he'll probably ever get to like a mainstream paint by numbers movie, if you will. Yeah. And even still, he inserts himself in a weird cameo thing. So. Yeah. But I it's mean, actually fun. Like his weird cameo. But yeah. I don't know. But I I guess at this point. It'll be interesting to see what Eli Roth's next movie is. It's like, what's your next thing? Because yeah. then that'll be like, okay, this is this clearly you were just, you know, are you Guillermo del Toro or are you just like, okay, I'm just I just want to work yeah. and maybe you know if, if there's violence in this, I'll put my spin on it. But other than that, I'll just direct some actors. So, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not I I'm not asking. I don't necessarily want people to become mainstream directors. I'm not put. I'm not advocating for that. I'm I'm. I'm saying if you're giving tent, giving given a chance to do a tentpole movie, you can't put too much of your own thing on it because a it'll be distracting, mm-hmm. you know, or b it's just like it just won't work with that. Well, eventually, movie. it also it just wears off. Yeah, like you just you can't. I mean, like, Hateful Eight didn't have the kind of dialogue that Pulp Fiction has. Right. I mean, like, and that was the thing in the '90s was that oh Tarantino dialogue, and it's just mm-hmm. like Tarantino's still making movies, but the dialogue isn't necessarily the thing. Right. Um, but all of his movies do have a very distinctive Tarantino style. Sure. Like watching this aside from those moments of violence, there was no, any That's what Eli mean. Roth, yeah. anything where I was just like, Oh, right. You know, it's just, yeah. so yeah, it's interesting. You, you should watch death wish. Well, I and, guess unlike, unlike, uh, unlike the house with the clock in the walls, mm-hmm. I didn't know until this movie was over. It was an Eli Roth thing. Right. So that one front loaded the credits. Okay. This was just like, hey, it's Death Wish. And then I watched the movie and then I was like, oh, shit, this is going places. And then the incoming came out and I was like, oh, I didn't fucking know that because I didn't look at it on my f- I didn't look it up on my phone the whole time we were watching. it. I just normally, normally I'm like IMDb and right. shit while I'm watching it. But I was just like, yeah, usually because it's like, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I know her? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. I, I don't know if I would ever watch it again, but nah, no. Yeah. So anyway. I mean, I could see like making an animated GIF of the guy getting hamburgered by the car. <laughs> but I bet it's I'm out just, there. <laughs> I'm sure it is. But I mean, yeah. like that that yeah, man, that was just that was that was like um, Ricky O levels of like, yeah, fuck, it, it what? Was. Yes, <laughs> and, fuck. And I appreciate the attempt at a one liner sure, too. Sure. I mean, that's it, we're in a world now where it's just like you've got the space, put a one liner in there, and they didn't. So I appreciated. So yeah, yep. it's an interesting throwback and it, it deserves discussion. And if you have thoughts on it, you should write in uh, BMF at BMFcast.com and uh, just mention extra. Or, oh, yeah, it might get passed by. And yeah, write. just put Death Wish in there somewhere sure, yeah. and we'll just be like, oh, yeah, that or just, you know, title, put the subject. Fuck Eli Roth. If that's your right. feeling. I mean, yeah, because I know some of the comments on on Patreon when we were getting ready to do this, people were like, OK, but you got to wear your woke hat if you watch Death Wish. And I'm like, yeah, I, I never take my woke hat off, but it's like I don't sleep with my woke hat on. Oh, okay. So, so your dreams I, are unwoke. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> fuck, dude. By definition, you're yeah. not woke if you're sleeping. <laughs> that's what I mean. I, I would like to sleep. I, that's the problem. I wear my sleepy cat uh, cap. Otherwise, I wear my woke hat. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude. That does make sense. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, thank you guys <laughs> for uh, for being patrons and supporting this show and voting for our movies and all the things. Uh, if you're listening to this sometime in the way off future, you can hear this when it's slightly relevant. Uh, go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and donate a dollar or more. Get a million things to listen to and just put your earbuds in and tune out the rest of the world mm-hmm. and only listen to us. Also, you have the power to vote on what we watch on yep. Extra. Yep. So uh, uh, I got notified during this that the uh, the new poll is up. So uh, we're still cranking through 2018 movies. So pick one for us, and we're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And we will watch it next week, and then come in here and talk about it. For the only half. Correct. So until that time occurs, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra Out. Mm-hmm.